Okay, so the title of the message is We Have Access. We Have Access. And you're welcome to shout and run and do whatever you need to do. All right. Glory to God. <laughs> so we have access. So let's talk about um, let's let's talk about the fact that God desires to dwell with us. Let's start with that. Let's go to Exodus 25, verse 8. Exodus 25, 8. Praise God. We're blessed, aren't we? I'm thinking about all of these ministry gifts that we have at our church that share the word with us. Praise God. We are so blessed. Exodus 25, verse 8. Okay, so God dwells, God desires to dwell with men. We have to know that. God wants, God desires, I mean, as believers, he lives inside of us. But my point is, he likes it. He wants to be there. He's happy to be there. You know, I think about how the Spirit of God hovered on the face of the waters, just waiting, ready to move. And then God said, right? And then God spoke, and, um, and then the Spirit of God was able to work in the earth. But how much more excited is he about working than you? You know, I think about people that don't know God. The Spirit of God is right there, just ready, just waiting. You know, and then, then when they say, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, he gets inside, and he does his work. Oh, man. He's so excited to do that work. He's so excited to do his work in you. It's amazing. Exodus 25, 8. I'm going to be okay. <laughs> All right. It says, God is speaking to Moses here, and he says, And let them make me, make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. It's easy to read past a verse like that, right? In the one your Bible. <laughs> like <laughs> if you're reading the one, if you've ever done that before, it's easy to kind of blow past verses, right? This might be one that we've blown past before, but it's amazing. That I may dwell among them. And then notice what it says in um, verse 22. It says, And there I will meet with thee, and I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims, which are upon the ark of the testimony, of all things which I will give thee in commandment unto the children of Israel, I will meet with thee. What a privilege. The God of heaven says, I will meet with you. You know, that's not just for Moses. Because we have a better covenant established on better promises. And our God, he desires to meet with us. He lives inside of us, but he wants to meet with us, commune with us. That's what we see in, um, in uh, Revelation, actually. Let's turn there. Praise God. God's welcome to mess up my notes. Praise God. So Revelation chapter 3 
Thank you, Lord. In verse 20, Jesus says, now the book of Revelation is written to the churches. So this is written to believers. And he says, behold, Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. What does that knock sound like? It's, it's the inward witness. It's the spirit of God who lives inside of you. And what is he doing? He's bearing witness that you are his child. That's that knock. He's knocking at, in, the heart, in your heart. And if any man hear my voice, and we know about hearing, right? What does hearing produce? Faith. That's right. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. Amen. So he's ready and he's waiting, right? For, to uh, dwell, to commune with us, to spend time with us. We have access. That's what we're talking about tonight. And God longs to dwell with men. He longs to spend time with us. Amen. What I'd like to do now is let's go to uh, Ephesians chapter 1. Everybody doing all right? I'm doing all right. Yes, I am. We know... We know our God, don't we? That is so awesome. Ephesians. Chapter 1, verse 2. Thank you, Lord. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Amen. Let's see. I'm going to just keep reading. This is good. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Isn't that exciting? And that's, you know, that's what Satan is going to attack. Your holiness and your without blameness. That's what Satan's going to come against in your life. He's called the accuser of the brethren. That's his job description. He accuses the brethren so that you don't know that you're holy and blameless. Before him in love. Amen. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. According to the good pleasure of his will, he wanted to. He wanted to. He wanted to. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Accepted in the beloved. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. So we know that it's because of the work of Christ that we have access, right? Praise God. It's because of what Jesus did for us. I find myself continually saying, God, I thank you that you gave your son, that you sent your son, and that he died in my place 
thank you, Lord. You gave your life to save mine. It's amazing. Praise God. So he, he's done a, an awesome thing. And, you know, um, we have a response to that. We have a response, right? He, he came and he gave us his life. And, and we can live according to, to that life that he's placed inside of us, right? And that's, that's a wonderful thing. I often say the, my favorite thing that God gave me is the ability to love like he does. It's so awesome. So Jesus came and he did a work. And we've been made right with God. We were talking about that just yesterday morning, right? We are right with God because of Jesus Christ. So let's go to Ephesians 2, 13. Praise God. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Do you ever feel, feel far off? <laughs> you might feel far off, but if Jesus Christ lives inside of you, you are not far off. Amen. In fact, the Bible says the word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. The word is right there. Praise God. So, that's, so when we speak that, Lord, I thank you that your word is in my heart and it's in my mouth. That's, your emotions will change, right? So if your feelings are messing with you, mess with your feelings. Line them up, right, with the word of God. Amen. It's a matter of life and death, really, you know. Sometimes, you know, we, we can hear a message and... Um, if we're not careful, we can just let it kind of tickle us, <laughs> right? But we want, it, we want what we hear to change us, right? And um, so, amen. So we've got, so the whole thing about feelings, right? Our feelings, our feelings may not line up with the words sometimes, but we, we've got to do something about that because... You know, there's, there are people on the other side of your decision to get your feelings in line with God. Does that make sense? I know, um, you know, if, if I allow myself to get in a bad mood, I'm not very effective at showing Jesus to the world, right? Amen. Don't talk to my wife about that. <laughs> I'm just teasing. She loves me. Um, <laughs> No, we, we don't allow, allow ourselves to stay in a bad mood because, because people need to see Jesus. Amen. Amen? Praise God. So we have access. That's what we're talking about. That helps us to stay in a good mood. <laughs> Lining ourselves up with what the Word says. Amen. So Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13 but now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. That's where I was. For he is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments, 
contained in ordinances for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were far off and to them that were nigh. And this is what we're leading up to this verse here. For through him, Jesus, we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Through him, we have access. We have access. Glory to God. We have access. Access. Glory to God. You know, some people might have wanted to have the, wanted the best seats at the Super Bowl, right? They wanted access. And they were willing to pay some cash for it, to know somebody important or something, right? <laughs> or maybe people are clamoring to have access to talk with Elon Musk or something, you know, some CEO. But we have access to the King of Kings, to the Lord of lords. Amen. Wow. This is awesome. We have access to what matters. We have access to the one that matters. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So, so not having something in the flesh or in the natural, right? Whew, who cares? I have access, <laughs> right? And so if we don't have something in the natural that we need... We have access to the one that supplies all of our needs. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Um, let's go to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 7. Praise God. It says, Whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace God the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. You know, the more that I walk with the Lord, the more that I'm amazed by that grace. The grace that he's given us. The grace of God. So that it's about what he did. Oh my goodness, I love it. I love it. It's about what he did. Wow. Uh, Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Wow. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. To the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access. There you see it again. With confidence by the faith of him, praise God. We not only have access, but we have, ac- we have boldness and access with confidence. Isn't that amazing? So, you know, when you um, or when I, when we blow it in some way, and I know no, none of you have ever done that, so I'll talk about me. But when we, when we make a mistake of some kind, 
We have access. Right then and right there. And it's important to go. Uh, let's go to Hebrews chapter 4. Praise the name of Jesus. You guys having a good time still? Yes. <laughs> good. Glory to God. The Word of God is good. The Holy Spirit is good. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hebrews chapter 4. I'm going to start in verse 14. Seeing then. See, that's important, that word right there. Seeing then. It's that proper perspective. I see him. You know, Peter said, whom having not seen, you love. Right? So it's not talking about see him in the physical realm, seeing him in the natural realm. Um, and the word says in Hebrews, in another place, it says, looking unto Jesus. So we're to see him, we're to look unto him, we're to keep our eyes on him. Proverbs chapter 4 says, My son, attend to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. And it says, uh, we're to keep them in the midst of our heart. They are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Amen. So we're to see him. We're to see his word. We're to keep it before ourselves all the time. Right? And that's, you know, that requires that we, that's a decision, right? I'm going to keep your word first, Lord. That's what he wants. He wants to see but it says, seeing then that we have a great high priest. It's not academic. The seeing is not academic. It's not intellectual. It's a choice. It's a simple decision. Does that make sense? To see him. To choose to keep your attention on him. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come, how? Boldly. Boldly. Unto the throne of grace. That word boldly, it means with all outspokenness. That's what that means. With all outspokenness, it's like you know something well enough that you're able to talk about it with confidence. That's what that means. That we may go boldly. Amen. Come boldly unto the throne of grace. We have that invitation. That's an open invitation, right? Amen. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. We have access. Glory to God. What I'm thinking about is a time when I was working on my PhD. Uh, I found myself saying the wrong thing because I was doing these experiments and I wasn't getting anywhere. You ever been there? Maybe you weren't doing the experiments in the research lab, but you've been there. You've been doing something, trying something, and it's like, what is going on? This is not working, right? And so I found myself saying, I can't believe that a person can work this hard and not get anywhere, not get anything done. I, would, I was saying that. 
And I, I caught myself. I said, wait a minute. I can't, I can't talk like this. And so I changed it up <laughs> because I had access. And so I began to say, Lord, I thank you that I have the victory right now in Jesus' name. It was as simple as that. It wasn't some 10 scriptures that I would quote. You know what I mean? I just spoke that. I said, Lord, I thank you that I have the victory in the name of Jesus. And that, so, and that came out of my heart, and that is based on scripture, right? So speaking the word is what we got to do. But we have access. And, you know, God worked in ways that were just amazing. There was um, a lady that uh, my mentor, uh, that he brought her on to do research with us. And she knew how to run this specific piece of equipment that I was, you know, like, dear Lord, have mercy on me. <laughs> but she knew how to do it. And she knew how to analyze it with the software. And she got right in there and helped me. And she, she walked with me through that process. And I was able to complete my work. And, um, and I got my PhD. Glory to God. May 2018, finished that up. Glory to God. Anyway, my point is we have access. And so I began to declare, Lord, I thank you that I have the victory in the name of Jesus. And the whole situation turned around. Isn't that amazing? It's, it's because we have access, right? I'm reminded of a story, too. Um, when my mom was driving down this road, uh, so my mom was driving down this road, and it was icy. And um, she was on her way to work, and my little sister was in the, in the seat with her, in the passenger seat there. And um, she hit a, an icy patch, and she was going, she was sliding off the road. Like, it was not good. And do you know what she did? She remembered that she had access, and she said, Jesus. That's all she said. She said his name. Selah. <laughs> she said his name. And um, my sister Lisa says that later she, she recounted that when she, she looked back, the car stopped. Let me say that. The car did not slide off the road. And my sister told us later that when she looked back, she saw an angel holding that vehicle. So my mom's alive today, and so is my sister. They could have been hurt or killed, I don't know. Praise God. We have access. Because we have his name. Amen. Glory to God. So good. Awesome. Let's go to Psalm 27. Psalm 27. My heart is just filled with, I'm just so thankful. This is awesome. 
Wow. Psalm 27. In verse 4. One thing have I desired of the Lord. I think that's just beautiful. Isn't that great? One thing. One thing have I desired of the Lord. You know, he doesn't say money. He doesn't say long life. He says, one thing have I desired of the Lord. That will I seek after. He didn't ask for the death of his enemies. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. What's he going to do there? To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Amen. To see him for who he is and to hear him. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. I'm thinking of the time when, um, so I wasn't even finished with my PhD yet. And the Lord told me, instructed me. I, I, it was, you know, when, when I say that, I don't mean I heard an audible voice or an airplane flew by and spelled out the letters or something. I just knew on the inside that I needed to start looking for a job. And I was using this particular website, you know, to, to uh, look for positions that were open. And the Lord said, I want you to go to this certain website and I want you to apply. So I said, yes, sir. And, um, and did it. And then, lo and behold, I had an interview. Like, Glory to God. And um, so I went for this interview. And, uh, you know, it was kind of, kind of interesting because I knew, I knew that this was a setup, so to speak. I knew that the Lord had prepared my way before me. And so I walked into that interview with confidence, with boldness, and I just, it was really amazing, to be honest with you, because I even talked about the Lord, I, to some extent, in, in terms of letting him know that I'm a believer, you know? It just came up during the interview process. Um, but anyway, and they offered me a job. Glory to God. Because I have access, right? So he showed me what I needed to do. See, so, so when, we, when we abide in his presence, he's able to show us things, right? So we have access, and we, we're really to, to camp out there. Remember how Moses would go to the tabernacle? And it says that Joshua, the son of Nun, his servant, stayed there. Joshua would stay behind at the tabernacle. So the presence of God would come in a pillar, and Moses would speak with God. And it said, Moses, or, or, or excuse me, it says that Joshua would stick behind. He would stay behind and, and just camp out in that presence, right? So, so we, have, we have access. We can enter into that presence and dwell there. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you, Right? And, and Jesus, when he, so Jesus prepared a place for us, and that's the place of worship, 
right? Where is that place? Where is the place that we have access to? So the Bible says that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. We have access to the throne of God, right? And, but where is that throne? For you individually, that secret place is inside. The kingdom of God is in you. That's what Jesus said. So he dwells inside of us. I may not look much like much, right, on the outside, but there's someone amazing in me. And it's the same with you, right? I don't, you look great. <laughs> but there's someone amazing inside of you. Amen. 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 Because we have access. So I just encourage you and me, let's, let's just camp out in that place of worship. Does that make sense? And enjoy him. I love it. Celebrate God, right? Just celebrate him. So where were we? Psalm 27. And then in verse 6. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. That's, that's the, to be our life, a life of singing praises to the Lord. Amen? Speaking psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. That's the place that belongs to us. Amen? Amen. And then, let's see. It says, Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. Aren't you glad he's got mercy too? Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. He's got mercy when we miss it and grace to keep going. Mercy when you miss it and grace to keep going. Amen. In verse 8, When thou saidst, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Amen. So that's our response. So God is telling you and God is telling me, seek my face. What does that mean? It means get to know me. Spend time with me. Talk to me. Let me show you who I am. Seek my face. And our response is, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Amen. You know, um, if you, a lot of you are practicing this, and it's getting good, right? But there's more. But some of you haven't really started that journey too much yet. I don't know who you are. But, there's, but the door is open. The Lord is knocking. Right? And we, we, have the, we have the right, the ability to open the door to the Lord, right? And, um, but how, does, how do you start, right? How do you start this, this walk of fellowshipping with him, right? Well, I love it when Pastor Tony talks about this kind of thing because he says something like, Lord, I have access, you know, I'll, I'll paraphrase it for what we're talking about tonight. Your word tells me that I have access. 
Now, I have no idea what that means, but I thank you that I have access. <laughs> and I thank you that you're showing me by your spirit how to enjoy the access that I have. You know what I mean? So you do it by faith, right? You, basically, what have you heard about God? What do you know about God that tells you that you have access? What do you know about that? Just take what you do know and begin to operate in that, right? And that's, a lot of times that's just, Lord, I thank you that I have access into your presence. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. So we're talking about the fact that we have a choice in this matter. Let's go to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Amen. Can you say that? I have access. I have Glory access. to God. If you said that another 55 times, <laughs> you'd be doing flips on the inside, right? So I encourage you to keep saying it. Maybe not right now. You might interrupt the flow here. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. <laughs> no. Amen. You know, that's the fun thing, actually, about speaking in tongues, isn't it? You can do it under your breath all day long. That's that secret place, isn't it? And, um, you know, oh, it's just awesome. You can pray in the Spirit. And uh, driving down the road in the middle of the grocery store, right? Just praying in the tongues under your breath. Just enjoying the fact that you have access. Amen. This is a 24-7 deal. It is. You know, I, I know for myself, you know, when it comes, even like in the nighttime, you can set yourself up for this even when you're sleeping. There are scriptures that tell us that. That he gives his beloved sweet sleep, for example. So if we meditate on that and speak that, and expect that, then we're going to have things in, in our dreams, in our sleep, that will be a blessing to us. You know? We, amen. We have access. And it is. It's truly 24-7. Praise God. Um, Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Praise God. That word seek, is it means to seek, to search for, to desire. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek, search for, desire. Those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead. Isn't that great news? <laughs> for ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God what does that mean you are dead right you might say well I've got a pulse and I'm breathing I can fog a mirror glory to God <laughs> so what part of you is dead the old man old things are gone right that's something to celebrate isn't it aren't you glad that the old things are dead and gone Praise God. 
the old way of doing things apart from God. For ye are dead. The old life is gone. That's what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, doesn't it? If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Become new. Amen. And it says, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Your life is hid with Christ in God. We have access. Your life is hid with Christ in God. You know, and so when you see that verse, if you're like me, you're like, that's amazing. What does that mean? You know what I mean? And, you know, as you spend time in the Word, you, you begin to, you, you know, your sense of what things mean will grow and mature and develop, right? But what I'm getting at is there is so much more. There is so much more, right? So we, we keep digging. You know, I'm thinking about how the Word says that, you know, that, that man that built his house on a rock, you know, that was the one that heard the Word, right? And the Bible says about that person, the one that heard the Word and begins to put it into practice, that that one, that that person is, that they have to dig deep. They dig deep so that they can lay a secure and solid foundation. That's why I don't like to rush the things of God. You can't. You can't rush the things of God. Right? You just can't. You've got to take your time and enjoy it. <laughs> enjoy that walk, the walk that we have with Him. Enjoy getting to know Him. You know, I think about how there was a researcher that I knew um, at the university, and he did, uh, he studied one protein for, it was th over 30 years. A single protein. Do you know how many proteins are in the human body? There are, <laughs> there are over 100,000 proteins in the human body. Over 100,000. Now, when I say protein, it's, Maybe I shouldn't go down there. <laughs> it does something. It has a function, a very specific purpose. It might be an enzyme. It might be something that builds, this, um, helps to stabilize the cell. But my point is, he spent his, basically his career studying a single protein, right? So, and, and he had, there was so much about that protein that he did not understand. How much more the Word of God? Amen. You know, when you look at this verse, like verse 3 there, for ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. There's so much there, right? So that's why I say we can't rush this. We got to just take our time with it and let the Word speak to you. Glory to God. We, we, we've had some fun uh, bunny trails here, haven't we? The Lord is helping us. He's, he's, there are certain things that he wants to get across to us tonight. Praise God, and I trust him. But we have access, and we have a response to that. And our response is that we go boldly, right? We go boldly into the throne of grace that we may attain, obtain mercy and find grace. Glory to God.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's important for us to recognize what would be, what would be some things that would block that, right? What would block us from enjoying experiencing the presence of God that he has for us? One of those things is fear, right? You don't have to turn there, but in Genesis 3.8, that's when, right after Adam and Eve had partaken of that fruit, right? They had access to God, but they, they partook of that fruit, right? And all of a sudden, what came into their lives? Fear, right? Because of... They're aware, they, they were self-aware all of a sudden, and they were naked, and they were afraid, right? And you know, that's what, that's what a sin consciousness will do to us. A sin consciousness will get us looking at what we've done wrong, right? And that will cause us to lose our sense of access. Now, we have access all along. We can enjoy God's Word, His Spirit, His presence, all day long. But if we allow ourselves to have a sin consciousness, right? Satan, again, he's the accuser of the brethren, right? So we, we, we can't afford to have a sin consciousness. And that's why coming to a church like this that preaches that God loves you, that you've been purchased by His blood, that you belong to Him, Right? That's why going to a church like this is so good. And, and being around people that are just as excited about them as you are, right? It's so good. So you can avoid that sin consciousness and, and just be thrilled with the fact that you're his child. And, and just run around the house and praise the Lord. Hoop and holler a little bit. I do. <laughs> Glory to God. It's a true story. <laughs> we have access. And uh, Hebrews 10.39, again, you don't have to turn there, but it says, but we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I read a scripture like that, it says, but we are not of those who draw back unto perdition. And my, you know, my mind is like, okay, am I, not of one, am I not one that draws back to perdition? Maybe I'm one, you know what I mean? Maybe you don't do that. You're, you're great. Okay. But, um, but it says, but we are of them that believe to the saving of the soul. So how do you make sure that you're not in that, that first part, but that you are in the second? How do you avoid those that draw back to perdition and, and live in the believe to the saving of the soul? We have access. We have access. In other words, you, what the word says about you what God has spoken to you, what he has shown you about who you are in him, what he has done inside of you, keep that before your eyes. Keep that at the front of your attention, right? That's how you do it. That's how I do it, right? Cause I'm, I'm in the flesh too, see? <laughs> right? And um, so I've got to keep my flesh under just like you do. Praise God, I'm not, you know, Pastors don't get a get out of jail free card, right? From the flesh, <laughs> we have to deal with the flesh. Glory to God. So what do we do? 
we remember that we have access and we go boldly in, right? We march into that throne room when we make a mistake. Lord, I thank you that I have access. I'm coming. Father, I thank you that you forgive me of sin, that you cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And I thank you that I can, can be here with you, that I can spend time with you. That's how we avoid being in that first part of the verse and enjoy the second part, right? It's simply by believing what God has said about you. Amen. And not what the devil has said about you, right? There are two influences in this world, right? There's the enemy and there's Jesus. There's God. Those are the two influences. And whoever you side with is who you're going to manifest. Whoever you listen to is going to, whoever you're allowing to influence you is, is who you're going to look like, right? It's kind of crazy, really. Because as a believer, you know, you can, if you allow the flesh to dominate, you can look like the devil. But when you put the flesh under, then all of a sudden you're like Jesus. Right? That's how it is. So it's less confusing for people if we just walk like the Lord. <laughs> Stay on his side. Amen. But, you know, when we do make a mistake, it's okay to say I missed it. You know, that'll help them. <laughs> to realize that, um, that you understand that, that you're going to go God's way. Amen. People need to see that. Um, and then the other thing that blocks access is unbelief. Right? You know, your flesh is going to fight you about... The Bible says we have known and believed the love that God has for us. And it's crazy to me, but your flesh will fight that. Your flesh does not want you to know that you are loved. I think that's so weird, right? Your flesh, like Pastor says, your flesh is crazy, right? And my flesh is crazy. We have known and believed the love that God has for us. So, what's, so I'm saying unbelief will block us from experiencing access. Do you remember in Numbers chapter 13, if you're taking notes, Numbers 13, 31, and 32, how the spies, you know, they went to search out the land and they came back, and what did they say? We can't go in. They're so big. Right? Those giants, they're so big. We, we, can't, we can't do it. Right? So what is the giant that's, that's messing with you? That's telling you that you can't do it whatever that is. Those giants are going to mess with, you know, it's, it's thoughts, really. Thoughts from the enemy, thoughts from the, you know, unrenewed mind, unrenewed thinking that will try to get you to think, I can't do this. It's too whatever, right? Amen. And so I just encourage you right now, whatever that giant is in your life, just we have access. We have access to the God that directed King David to sling a stone into the, into the forehead of that giant. And so whatever giant that you're facing, right? And maybe you're not facing one right now, right? But we will. You'll face one, right? So, get, so be ready. Be ready. And realize that you will go in and you will take your land. And that, that Goliath, will his head's coming off. Amen? I love it. So, so unbelief would try to block us. The Bible says in Psalm 78, verse 40, 
through 42, how oft did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert? Yea, they turned back and tempted God. And what's that next word? And limited the Holy One of Israel. So they limited the Holy One of Israel. They remembered not his hand nor the day when he delivered them from the enemy. So unbelief would try to block you from access, right? In Mark chapter 6, verses 5 and 6, it says, And he could there do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went, he went round about the village's teaching. Amen. And in Hebrews 4, 6, it talks about the children of Israel. It says they entered not in because of unbelief. Amen. So unbelief would try to block you from having access. So notice the antidote for unbelief. What did Jesus do? He went round about the villages teaching. Aren't you glad for Pastor Tony yeah. and Pastor Dave and Pastor Mike and Pastor Mark? Aren't you glad for Pastor Torian, Pastor Elisa? We've got pastors here that will teach us the word of God. Amen. So that's how we keep unbelief out. We've got to keep hearing it. You know, the, the word warns us specifically. It says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. Right? Amen. So there, there would be things that would try to prevent you from enjoying the access that belongs to you. So I encourage you to keep, to keep pressing in. Right? Whatever that looks like for you. Continuing to read the word, right? That's the same for all of us. Reading the word, spending time in prayer, coming to church, spending time with fellow believers so that you can continue to know, continue to walk in the facts, continue to light of the truth that we have access. Amen?